men on the run, episode 7, and I'm here with my esteemed colleague and training partner, John Joe Doherty, for another episode. And John Joe, let's get started with, tell me how your week's been going in training, You've, we've not talked properly for, for a couple of weeks on the show um, about training, so how's it going? Yeah, I was out there in Croxteth Park on Sunday, um, it's Tuesday today for those who want to know about days and feeling, because it's about feeling, isn't it? And I'm feeling still from Sunday, mm, on the tired side, fatigued. Um, did a great session there that was set for us by the, the coach. And um, there was four of us in the group. Um, and it was eight miles, it was, you know, it was 12 miles in total, but the, the eight miles um, within the session was, um, the target was just, an average of six minute per mile pace, you know, but we went off a bit too hard, I think. Um, David had his own ideas and he, he was well ahead and, and I think halfway through he got away. Uh, myself, Tom and Alistair, um, I think we learned from that. We should have perhaps had a chat about where it was going, not to try and stick with Dave because he did have his own ideas. I think he was going more like five 520 pace. Mm. Um, so after the first mile, 555, then it dropped to 5.32 for the mile. And then I, I, I could see that gap opening up with Dave. And then I tried to go into this. Like I was behind Alistair and Tom, just behind him. So I decided I'd try and go in between and sort of create a target for them in behind David, David Devine. And then that I, I was struggling really. Um, the heat and everything. And it, beautiful. Croxteth Park, you know, it's amazing. But I mean, I still don't know my way around there. And um, that was a mistake. But the main thing was that we got through the eight miles, um, okay, warm, warm up and warm down, you know. Um, we averaged 6.17 if you include the warm up, right. the two mile warm up and the two mile warm down. But I don't think really for me I should include that, it's about the eight miles because yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. session. And we were well below, well below six. Um, I'm not sure of the exact average, it could have been 5.40, 5.45, I'm not sure. But having gone out, you know, really fast and then you kind of struggling, holding on. But at least we didn't give up. We completed the session. Um, and that'll sort of hold me, hold me in good stead, I hope, for these 5Ks. Because that's what I'm, I'm looking at, you know, where I can just maintain a fast speed. And, and, and that's, yeah. What about yourself? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I've had a good couple of weeks of, of training, really. Um, building up the miles again now. Uh, maybe looking at, at some of these uh, autumn... Uh, winter sort of marathons that are, are possibly still on the cards and, and still coming. Um, so London, yeah, London, still. London's still there. Uh, we'll have an, uh, I think we'll have an official announcement on the tenth of August. Uh, so where are we today? The fourth. So um, we'll we'll know soon enough. Um, but there is a uh, run Cheshire. Have uh, said they're going to organise a an elite marathon um, if all the winter autumn marathons get cancelled. Um, and I think at the moment, pretty much London is the only one still sort of uh, there and, and, and going ahead. Um, I know Brighton and things like that, which was rearranged, have, have cancelled now and, and just gone back to next. So if, if that goes ahead, you're talking like 30,000 people? In London, yeah. yeah. So in which case, the be park runs would be back on, everything would be back on. Well, you sure to say, it, surely it could be, yeah, but um, yeah. I, I, it's, it's a... It's a really interesting one to see if London goes ahead. Uh, what, I, I date, what date is that set for? Uh, set for the 4th of October. 4th of October. So we're not that far away now, mm. are we? Three months away now for today. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting. And we've got a race on this week. I believe there's a Tatton Park 10K, is that right? Yeah, there's a Tatton Park uh, 10K. How is that being um, officiated? How is that working? You know, I'm not... I'm not so, so the, the, at the moment, the, the, the current thing seems to be for, to race, uh, for a race to go ahead, it's, it's got to have a COVID-secure environment. So um, that means there's no sort of, um, I think, I think no, no anything under 10K, 10K and under, there's no water bottles being handed out or anything like that. There's just... I think I should say um, no bats. No bats. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, go on. What, what, there's no water bottles. So there's no water bottles being handed out and things like that. So that reduces the, one, the amount of volunteers on the course and gathering and stuff like that. And also the congestion that can build up around when you're getting a... a a drinks bottle on the course and stuff. What about actually the start of the race, the figures, the numbers um, together on the start line? So uh, from what I'm, I'm reading, um, it's basically, you, it's going to have to start in like waves of six people mm. um, and a lot of races, the way they seem to be suggesting they're going to go ahead is uh, people are going to, basically it'll start with the faster runners first, it's basically there's a start time, turn up at the start time and go in in, in groups of six yeah. and then you'll start, you'll be chip time so that all, so there'll be no gun time which is a bit of a pain for um, normally the guys racing at the front would be would be off the gun time rather than a chip time yeah, yeah. But obviously you know if you're in the second wave of six you, you want it on the chip, the chip time because you, you're going to start a good bit behind yeah. the, uh, the guys on that gun um, and then just go through so more more time allowed for it so I don't think let me ask you yeah, this is a great question you know, great question I think for Tatton Park what are the first of all what, what are the prizes for the guys who win that race what's the what's the fee for entry and why do I ask this question? Because there are so many of these bloody races, you know, everywhere. And the fees are like 20, 30 pounds. Quite extortionate in comparison to yesteryear when it was like, like the Boston Marathon is now 150, um, 150 bucks. Yeah. Um, that was seven years ago when that book, which I'm reading, you know, um, the marathon man, Bill Rogers. But when he was racing that, and there were no prizes. It was two bucks, so 152. And then you say, well, what difference does it make? Because you know what that people getting more from paying 150 than they were when they were paying two. Uh, apart from the organisers who were making a packet, um, and I've seen so often in these races, they are making a packet, and um, sometimes it's disguised in this cloak of charity. What is charity? It's huge questions there. Um, in our own town, Mount Everest, I keep seeing these so-called celebs climbing mountains off the back of a charity. It's like a holiday for them. I'm not really very happy about that. I don't see that as charity. I think if you're going to go do something for charity, then pay for the bloody excursion yourself, first of all. If you want to go up Mount Everest with the Sherpas, you pay for it. And whatever money you raise, you give that... 100% but it's the other way around it it's it pays for my excursion and then whatever's left over goes into this so-called really really important cause um, I'm not going to name any particular charities in, in that regard but then you go into the races you got this same idea oh but we're doing it for charity it's charity but then you think of the, the guys who are really you know not the mofars of this world who are pampered to you know Pampered, to, you know, ridiculously pampered, over pampered, um, to such an extent that, that you know, you, you, oh, oh, words, words, <laughs> words don't even, you know. But then you've got all those other guys, and there's lots of them, and 
listen, I'm nowhere near this standard that I'm talking about. And, and they are killing themselves um, and they're, they're having to pay, maybe fork out these kind of 20, 30 pounds and they're going into races and the prize is like um, a free MOT. I've not even got a car, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean you know obviously there is a there's you know there is a discrepancy especially if you know going back into the past there were some um some top prizes used to be up for grabs you know and, and sometimes the winners used to pick out the prizes prior to actually running it i know where uh, i know uh, ron hill picked out a really nice fur coat um back in the day for a race prize and then uh uh, a certain Mike Freire beat him and, and, and took the took the coat instead. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, the what, we, what we're talking for a fur coat these days? I mean, um, what was the fur made of? That's an ethical question. Well, yeah. And then, um, well, back in the day, it would have been it would have been proper fur. I would expect uh, back in the, in the era we're talking about, there okay. wouldn't be as much a ethical concern on it. But obviously well, nowadays, okay. yeah, 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 I think yeah. you, you'd have swapped it out for. A, a, um, I don't know. I don't know much. I don't think about fur. I never think about buying myself a fur coat, but I imagine that maybe thousands of pounds. You know, I don't know. You know, yeah, something. Um, I would think something like that. Well, is it? Yeah, yeah. But um, um, but yeah, you're, you're talking your, your prizes and stuff like that. I, I think now that it's, I think something that we talked about with the, when we interviewed Tony a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, that there's that many races now mm. that sort of it's become a little bit diluted, a little bit watered down. The yeah. The competition level, so you know, we discussed how back then you would only have a small number of races, and the field quality of those races would be ridiculously high standards. Mm. You could be, you know, I think we talked about the Birkin, uh, Birkenhead five miler, and you could run 23 minutes for that and finish nowhere. Whereas now, mm. you know, that would be a clear divide between you and, and the rest of the field if you were running. I've never done the Birkenhead. Have you done the Birkenhead? I haven't to be fair, but you I know, know it's a quick, it's a, it's a really quick, it's fast a historic. Uh, it is, it is. It's been going for a long time, and it's yeah. a very fast course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's where the road relays and, and th- they've had the road relays uh, a couple of years ago there and stuff like that and things. It's a, oh, okay. it's a nice quick course. What the same location? Well, yeah, there's okay. stage, yeah, yeah. Okay, park, yeah. Mm. Um, oh, in the park itself. Yeah, in the park. Oh, itself. is that where? Yeah, I've been there. Um, and that's not completely flat, though. You've got to go. No, about. it's got a little bit of a rise okay, and stuff like that, but it's it's yeah. still you know you get yeah. it's still a relative. I thought it was a, an out and back type of thing, the Birkenhead Five Mile. No, not no. as far as I know. It's within the park. Okay, okay. People may make corrections. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm sure Tony can do. Uh, ask him, ask him about it. Um, but uh, yeah, you've sort of got that 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 watered down um, and saturated sort of racing calendar, really. Which obviously you know you where you had these big these. But, it, it's, but it's saturated because people are involved creating races to make money. Is that not right? Well, yeah, and I suppose if you business just, people, are yeah, at, yeah. And, but if there's, I suppose that's it. If you were, if there's the opportunity to make money in a, in a, a capitalist situation, yeah, yeah. which we which we are, and sort of things like that, then you would take advantage of that. There's plenty of people running um, now. There's even more so since lockdown, as people have taken it up and things like that. Yeah. And obviously, the current government. Um, sort of announcements and stuff like that is that you know obesity and things like that are a higher risk of, of, of um, you know the effect of COVID and things so mm. you know get out and be active so that again that's driving um, you know more people to to take part in, in physical activity and running is one of those I suppose simple activities where you know a decent pair of shoes on your feet um, and some people were not that decent pairs of shoes you know just when they start out and things like that but you um, 
that's all you sort of need, really. You go out and you head out of your house and, and go for a run. Um, you know, whereas you know the likes of cycling, it, it tends to, you know a bike costs a bit more than a pair of shoes, even a, even a, a budget sort of bike. Um, and then you know other, other sort of activities, swimming is a great activity, but relies on pools and stuff being open and and things like that, or the safety of of, of outdoor pool of outdoor uh, locations. And obviously, not everyone sort of feels comfortable going swimming in the in the lake or something like that. But yeah. Um, so running is one of those easy accessible physical activities and the more people that do it and they enjoy it they then want to go and feel like they've achieved something or they want to go and do something with a, with a group of friends they've made and what opportunity there is there is becomes a race obviously the park run gives a, a, that sort of freedom on that, uh, on well, that what, I'm su- what I'm su- suggesting is that these guys who are making a packet the, you know 20-30 pound a race couple of thousand runners that's 40 odd thousand whatever and that they've got like um a packet full of beans for the for the for the winner um a pocket full of beans <laughs> what i'm saying to those people is you know it's a race it's a competition reward those who are and also the veterans um and, and I, I think i may may have i talked about this before but the, the best one i came across was the the Harrick Hill series, and um, really, true. What's a packet of beans, though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a box of vegetables, actually, mate. Um, <laughs> but it was twelve pound for four races. Okay, now it wasn't twenty, thirty pounds for one race. It was twelve pounds for four races, and beautiful countryside, rolling hills, um, and uh, you know. It was. It was. Um, I think you went down to one of those races. Yeah, I did, John Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I recall you, you, you. You know, I could see it in the distance behind me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but at the end, they all got together in the farmers' arms, and there were lots of prizes for veterans. You know, every every category, which is really important. I think you see. This is the point. It's encouragement. It's that competition. You got the over forties. And they, they know who's in their age category. You've got the over 50s. Oh, he's not here today. I've got a chance, you know. And it's that sort of, it gives them that incentive to really push on a little bit harder. And um, for £12, pounds, um, and, and they put it all back in. And I thought, well, that's charity. That's charity. They, they took the money, the N- N- uh, Nubra Nomads, yeah. um, and they invested it right back in with the people who were there, right there and then. Um, and I just thought that, for me personally, you know, there is, uh, that's the best way of doing it. That's it, it. And, and there are races out there like that, and they're, they're, they're tied closer to that end of athletics that we're sort of supposed to be talking about, where there are going to be runners that want that are running hard, training, you know, 100 miles plus weeks, and want that sort of prize from it. So what, um, a box of vegetables? £12, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but for example, Podium 5K. One of my favourite races to go yeah, to yeah. is a, is a rock up. I've, rock not been, up on the day. I've not been there. You've done it once. You've done it once. Because I get confused between there's two. There's of them. two of them. There's the yeah. Power of Five K, which is Lancaster, and now Power, Power of Five. Yeah. I, I, I've not done that one. Yeah, that was the first one you did. Power did of that Five. One. Yeah. And then there's Podium Five K, which is sort of clear the uh, Barrowford. So oh, I've done them both. You've done them both. Oh, done them both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the way you, the, the day you did um, Podium though it was it was throwing it down. It was an absolutely Ooh. horrible day. We went up there with uh, Captain Jack. Um, came with us. Oh yeah. You yeah, broke yeah. the Striders 5K record that day, and then Kane yeah. Green broke it the following Friday. So yeah, you did that yeah. on the on the yeah. Monday, I think. 
Kane Green broke it on the Friday and then you broke it on the Saturday morning at Hillwood. You know okay. more about my life than, than my show. Do, do keep Tell track me. of it, keep a track of it. What do you like about it? So, it, well, it's it's a £5 turn up on the day, there's no pre-ents or anything like that. You rock up, you pay £5, you race, and it's all about going for the time, it's going about, it's, it's got a quality field, Yeah. Um, it's got a, it's got an open race and then it's got a sort of more, it usually has one open race and then one sort of race that's targeted at like sub 16 minute 5k or sub 17 including some of the top women um, you know you've got Alice Coglin's run there you've got you know you've got a, a series of uh, Olympians I think mm. I've been beaten every race I've been I've been beaten one yeah. by Tom Lancashire so there's an Olympian Nick McCormack there's an Olympian right, yeah. and uh, Ben Connor so right. you know they're again top international you're second in all three in all three of them, yeah. Have oh, you been there three times? No, I've been there five. So um, I got second again in the, in the, the other two times. One by John Ashcroft, um, who's obviously a local talent now. Lives up in Leeds and a, mm. a, a great fella, a great runner. Um, and then also, um, I got beat the last time I was there on an ice ring. I can't remember the, the fella's name. It, it beat so you, you've had five seconds? Five seconds. Second place. Yeah, every Basically. time I've raced there, second place. Never, never won it yet. And for winning it, you, you get... Do you get anything? Yeah, there is. Um, so there is. It's usually um, a fiver. No, it's about fifty pounds. <laughs> about so the oh, money okay. goes back in. It goes back in. So the not, no, not, in. All it, no. not all of it, but you know. How many people? You've got to pay for the uh, to use the track and okay, things like yeah, that from yeah, the council yeah. and things. Um, it's a cycle track, so it, it's it's got to be paid for and stuff like. that. But this weekend, mm. it's going to be the first podium five k since. COVID-19 okay. they've got six races right um, they've asked for we've got sponsors have sponsored the races all the money that the sponsors are doing is going back into the pot to pay for prize money for every, for the winners of each race you've got an absolutely crazy field I mean the, the podcast that we're doing now will have will go out after this race has taken place and I'm sure um, when we record next week's podcast I'll be talking about the results of it but mm. There is an absolutely amazing field of men gathered for the, the elite men, and the same for the elite women. But you're saying that they Go can't on. they can't run together though. So they can, they can run. Um, I think there's going to be I think there's about twenty to thirty in a race in, in each race. So that you're allowed that many within a race as long as it's within a COVID secure environment, which the track um, is. Um, so they so can run side by side. They run side by side against each other. Yeah, yeah. Because you basically you, you're allowed there's a there's a time frame time window that is supposedly if you're together. For over that, it, it, it could risk, it's a higher mm. risk of COVID yeah. um, transmission, but under that time frame, it's thing. And so the, the, the time slots that have been put together for these races are quick. We, there's basically pretty much every runner, I think there's about, in the, in the, in the A race, the men's A race, there's, there's about 15 guys, every one of them has run sub 14 minutes for 5k. And, uh, and off they go. And they wait until that race has been completed to, to before they set the next off. Or yeah, they, so the, the yeah. other runners, the other races can't even come in to the facility. Okay, so okay. Not gonna be, okay. It's a shame. Usually, podium is fantastic for spectators because you can literally the course is is, is close to being a figure of eight. You just you don't cross over the, yeah, path the middle, yeah. um, and the spectators all line the whole of the inside of that mm. figure of eight. Um, but obviously, in this one, there won't be any spectators. There'll only be the vol- the, um, the the volunteers, the timekeepers, things like that. Um, and then obviously the competitors, everyone else will have to warm up outside the stadium and things. Um, and no, no way in which people can technologically dope. Nope, no technological <laughs> dope. <for this. laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, but there's some cracking fields there, and it's going to be really interesting to see that sort of race go ahead. It's going to be live streamed um, as well. Um, so um, I'll probably put a link actually to the live stream 
on this week's podcast. I'll just put it in there just to, to uh, direct people towards that because it's definitely going to be worth watching if you're Are you going up there? I'm not because on the very same day, Jade's racing. Okay. Um, she's okay. racing at Trafford on the track. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So again, that's a COVID secure environment. You're not allowed into the facilities for the whole track facilities mm. until an hour before you race. Right, that's okay. the only time you're allowed in there. Yeah. Um, and you can't warm up in there or anything like that. You've got to warm up outside and stuff. You're literally allowed in there to, to um, go to the toilet, use the... Uh, so once you've got in there, you, you're for an hour, you're going to be standing around? Well, that's why, yeah, you probably wouldn't go in there until maybe the last... 20 minutes or so before you race really that's, that's not um, ideal is it in that regard it's, no it's, it's not ideal it's going to be an interesting one especially for Jade um, so you go in there with you know the longer you leave it you've still got to get your number you know and they might be expecting you an hour before I don't no know. no no they've, they've said like numbers will literally be collection just before the race so you've it's one of those things so you've got to maybe before. go in there 10 minutes before you've got to find your way you yeah yeah, to, yeah. You, know, um, you will be allowed there will be allowed a spectator at Trafford so each, each runner is allowed one spectator each um, but there will only be three people in a race, um, so they have to run them in lanes. So it's 800 meters completely in lanes, which again is different. Um, there's already a couple of these races gone ahead. Um, there was a BMC at Trafford uh, two weeks ago. Um, there was a sprints match at Trafford last Saturday. Um, this is the the sort of distance one. I say distance. The 800 meters is the max distance that it's going to be up to. So it, it's it's not really a okay. I'm going to ask you now. You know, with this COVID, where do you see things going? I mean, do you think, well, what, you know, it's, it's, where's it going? It's where's a difficult it one, isn't it? Because, you know, every every week or so, or even in between the week, we're getting completely new um, guidelines and announcements coming out. Obviously, Greater Manchester was told to go back into a more um, secure lockdown um, just at the end of last week. Um, and then, obviously, the, day, the following day, um, a little bit of announcement then put some of the stuff that was meant to be reopening and things like that this current week. So... Uh, beauty salons and stuff like that were then told that they might not be able to open as planned um, because they were trying to you know cracking down a little bit I know um, I heard this argument from uh, Joe DeSena DeSena I think that's how you pronounce him his name and I was listening to him now I enjoyed listening to Joe and he has just bought out Tough Mudder before Covid right. I think that's what he's just bought, bought it out and uh, he's in charge of um the CEO of Spartan, or Spartan, yeah. um, which is similar kind similar of, sort of thing, you know, yeah, stuff. Yeah. And they were in competition with Tough yeah. Mudder and, um, for many, many years. And uh, it was a battle, but it improved his business uh, because he was in battle with them. He, he, he gave me this idea that you know that's where he improved his sort of business practices, um, although it was difficult. And he's bought them out just before COVID. <laughs> um, but uh, Joe was talking about COVID and, and he and this idea, and I kind of relate to it that you know as much of, of, of we've had all these lockdowns and you know it's, it goes on and on. And sooner or later, you just got to say you know you got to get on with it, you know. And and, yeah, well. and, and if you want to self isolate, that's a personal thing, of course. If you're more vulnerable, you're going to have to do that, and you're going to have to find your method of getting through very difficult times. But the thing is. When you close everything down, you know, businesses and, and because of the system itself, um, well, it's D- DW has just gone into administration. Really? Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, really. obviously a big. It's great big news business. for me to run. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously, a lot of jobs up for you know, oh, yeah, 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 lost yeah, and yeah. things like that, which is yeah. Yeah, obviously a sad thing to, to see. But 
but it's one of the things I thought with the whole lockdown with COVID is that the big businesses are the ones that I think will suffer most. Well, we've the seen big that. businesses with the premises, yeah. I mean, not your Amazon who's just sort of obviously it's got the, the warehouses, mm. but it's an online thing. Yeah. I think you know we'll be fine with it, but places like DW and things like that where it's got a lot of premises, a lot of you know uh, facilities that have to be enclosed and, and can't do anything, mm. they will struggle, and not just them, but other big. I think the big named high chain. Uh, High street chains and stuff like that, you know, clothing stores and restaurants and things. We, you know, yeah. we've seen Frankie and Benny's has, has gone into uh, the, the group that yeah. has administration. So stuff when like you go that. back, like when you go back, when you think about, you know, and they reckon this Tory government, the popular opinion that they've got it all wrong, you know. I mean, we're now wearing masks. Why weren't we wearing masks from day one in the supermarkets? It didn't, doesn't make any, that's sort of. Because I think it's because the science has come round and okay. changed and stuff, but it's it, yeah, there's but yeah, yeah, they were wearing masks in the hospital. Anybody, you know, well, yeah. around food, you'd think, you know, surely. Yeah. Um, but I suppose it's because there's more people out and about now with stuff reopening. It's now we're yeah. relaxing it to go back to everyday life a little bit more. You can go out and stuff, but in during the main bit of lockdown, you, your only time to go out was to go to the supermarket or to exercise. Mm. It was like, you know, you're not going anywhere else. Now you're going out a lot more and there's a lot more to do. But I, I just wonder if you'd have gone all the way back and you said, right, okay, listen, get people, just carry on about your own lives, but be very careful, be very careful, be very careful. And um, <coughs> Would we have more, you know, we don't know, would we have just as many figures and deaths as we've had, or would we have just the same? And now going forward, that, that question is still there go back to normal, allow people the freedom you need, freedom, you know, yeah, well, um, and, and because of the economy and everything, you know, people, jobs, and you, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch, is there? For so long, I suppose people are going to have to pay for it, we're going to have to pay for this yeah. anyway, and well, you yeah. imagine the brunt of that will sadly fall on the working classes, yeah. I think that's what happens, just, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and the people living in that luxury ivory tower, they generally don't have to pay for it, it's ordinary people, yeah. and they, they might may perceive life uh, you know teachers and whatnot who have not not been working they've, they've had this 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 free lunch you know they might not like, like me saying that but they've had some time off potentially um oh, i think a lot of teachers were still in and, and looking after the children of either the the key workers that were that had to go into work and stay in work or yeah. smaller class sizes are, are smaller e class easier sizes to deal with them, aren't they? you know a little bit rude. i think it was quite disruptive for uh, for a lot of them um uh, from, from what I gathered, I thought a lot of teachers hadn't it because the schools are closed. You know, they hadn't even been there. You know, if your school's closed, you're not in work. Oh yeah, but, but they, yeah. a lot of them, what they did was they sort of um, across the borough would roll it into one place. So all the the, the children of key workers or those that were yeah, high yeah. risk children yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, were still coming but in, you, but they collected them into one place. And yeah, then the you're not going to need all. You're not no, need no, it was it was like rotated across. Yeah. So, so you they're going to have, so have more time, time off. Yeah, yeah. And then the argument is, well, why have a summer holiday then? You know. Well, yeah, but I mean, no, I mean that's a good argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you've had you've had three months off anyway. Why do you need another, you know, couple of months? Um, I think that's a good argument. I mean, I, I think it's a really good argument to say, well, I can get on with it then. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, straight back to school now. Um, if it's so important, I didn't learn anything at school personally. I I, I wouldn't even bother. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean for, for me, the whole thing currently is I'm just thinking. Um, Obviously, we talk, you know, talk about returning. There's people are there's arguments for and against of getting back to everyday and normal life and things. And I mean, the the one bit that gets me is, yeah. I think we the reason we went into lockdown, the reason everything was to was was to stop um, on to help 
the NHS becoming overcome by the number of cases suddenly overwhelmed, uh, overwhelmed and yeah. things like that. But obviously, and because we didn't have the, uh, we hadn't had the time yet to, to get the NHS sort of up to, up to scale, make sure everything was in place and yes. things like that to cope yes. with it. Yes. Whereas surely now, We've, we've put the infrastructure into place. So I don't think they have them, have they? But that's surely what we've spent yeah. the time doing. Otherwise, what have yeah. we spent the time doing? Surely now we've got this infrastructure mm. that's in place. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's in place, then surely we could go back yes. to to a more normal, everyday sort of life. Yes. Um, obviously, those more at risk know that they're more at risk and therefore should, you know, take more care of themselves you know it's up to the yeah, you know, yeah. well I've got a really well, a really lovely friend there who plays music uh, Ralph and he's he has self isolated uh, from day one he, he, he's still he's not been anywhere apart from his back garden and he's done his little exercise and whatnot. Yeah. food has been delivered you know at the front door or the porch maybe yeah. um, and um, he's playing his music and um, he's taking it very seriously but yeah. that's his choice as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. And there's people the same age who have been out every day walking yeah. the dot and, and doing it. Well, and that's that's a freedom, you know. And yeah. I think. Well, me, me, my, yeah. me, my mum, um, yeah. as self isolated, uh, well, shielded um, for the whole period. She's now come back to work because they've said people who are shielding can go back to work. So she came back to work yeah. at the start of August, the first of August. And yet, in, um, in she's still covering. You know, she's still she's wearing a visor, she's wearing a mask, she's covering, and yet, protecting in, herself as much as she can within that environment. But she knows that one, she needs to get back to work. She needs to get back out. Yeah, she needs to do for, things for, for her own sanity health, and her yeah, own yeah. You know, well-being and things. Like and that yet, well. she's probably just as much at risk now as she would would have been back then, really, because the second wave, you know, and the, oh, yeah, the yeah. numbers, yeah. it's not far off. Uh, maybe potentially, I mean, certain areas of Lancashire have been locked down. Yeah, yeah. So even though she's going back into work, you could argue she's just as much at risk well, that's what, that's than, than two or three months ago. Yeah. So what's the? What, this is the argument from Joe the Senate is is perhaps this is where he's coming from is just you know let people get on with it. You know, use your own judgment, but at the same time, you you could have, you know the supermarket got to wear a mask. You can enforce it in that sense, which is is I think that's a good thing, really. I, I mean, some people are against using masks in, in supermarkets. Yeah. I don't have a problem, um, although I'm lazy. So if you if you if you allow me the freedom not to use a mask in a supermarket, I probably won't use what I want. I, I'll go in there um, and I'll get my shopping. But if you say, well, you've got to, then I'll I'll, I'll do that because it's not a hardship. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, my thing is surely that, you know, if we, obviously, I know the, the, you know, the, the government wants us to return to stuff to help the economy and things like that and, and get that moving again. But at the same time, I'm thinking surely that the infrastructure that we, the reason we went into lockdown because the infrastructure wasn't there to yeah, yeah. help support our NHS, it surely must be there or must be at least nearly there so that, you know, if we are, do hit a second wave, it's not like we're all panicking like mad or the NHS is going to be overwhelmed. It's, mm. well, no, we, we, we've, built that infrastructure there and put it in place so that it's I mean that would be surely that would be the sensible thing to have done the, the whole time we were in lockdown was to build the infrastructure and build it Absolutely. ready for Absolutely. you know a, a second wave and potential um, and, and, and I think the big issue finally the big issue is if you continue with measures of a lockdown hard lockdown you see the business closures that's 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 it's a it's a huge thing because then you've got the job losses connected to that you've got mental health I mean I feel really sorry for a lot of these kids you know who have been some of their parents have taken gone hard line and just locked them away 
and then others are roaming the streets all day long, every day of the lockdown, you know, in groups. Because yeah, yeah. I've seen them on bicycles and whatnot. Um, and there's a, you know, th that's weird, isn't it? You know, you've got a huge contrast there between parenting at that level, completely isolate people, your, your own shit. It's like being prisoners in your own home. Yeah, that's yeah. the way I see it. But then you've got the mental health impacts of those children, the developments. And, and how it's going to impact them when they go back into to school or wherever, you know, socially. Um, so many negative impacts from all these constraints. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's, but it's, going back to running, yeah. you see, uh, and um, what I'd like to talk about now is, is mileage. Um, I believe you, you did about 90 miles this week. Yeah, so, yes. And last week. Uh, 80, the, uh, so... Uh, well, it'll be 90 this week, 90 last week, um, I was 80 before, so yeah, I suppose um, I never really finished talking about what trading I was up to. Um, the, yeah, the last couple of weeks I've been building my mileage back up, so um, I started off, I think I ticked over, I did my 144-mile week, oh. I ticked over with sort of 50, 40-mile weeks after that a little bit, because the shop reopened, so it's just getting back into that working I, I think for, routine. I think for yeah. you, I think where you make this consistency. And I think you'd really, really, I mean, you're not far off it now, but I think consistency, if you, you worked around that figure of 80, week in, week out, week in, week out, um, instead of then having dropped down to 40, or then back up to, you know, um, consistency's the key for everybody. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And that, that's that's what my training plan at the moment has in place. So the, the goal is, is to hit between that 80 to 100 mile weeks up and down, you know, keep, yeah. it, keep it around there. Um, depending on how I'm feeling, if I'm feeling, you know, good and, and the energy's there and stuff, then there's no reason why not to hit the hundreds. If I'm feeling a bit tired and stuff like that, then then it's fine to drop it to that eighty sort of area. It's it's a it's a nice sort of bracket and, okay. and things and it fits okay. in. Um, but that and, and I know that's where I feel consistent at. You know, I can do that and I, I don't tend to have any real aches and pains or anything. I can be consistent at that. So that's what we've been building up to. So obviously. I've done um, yeah, 80 mile a week, a 90 mile a week, I'm on another 90 this week hopefully, and I'm just going to sort of sit around that for now, um, a couple of weeks, because I'm also building some good quality sessions in there, so uh, last Tuesday for example, um, I did 2 times 5 k um, I did it on the treadmill, um, so there's a little bit of benefit of, of being on the treadmill for that. Um, what course. times did you get for that? So I did a 14.55, uh, for the first 5 k I had 3 minutes rest. Um, and then a fourteen forty eight for the second five. No, no technological doping. No technological doping. Just you the treadmill. Treadmill's a better. You didn't. You didn't hold your feet above the, the the treadmill. No, no, no. Ran the whole time. Ran the whole time. <laughs> um, I mean, what benefit would you get of doing that? Do you know? <laughs> you're, you're, just cheating, you're just cheating yourself, aren't you? At that point, there's no there's no point in that. Um, and then Thursday, um, and I, I was tired from Tuesday. I, I felt that pretty much the rest of the week. To be fair, it was, it was a tough session, but. Thursday I did a six mile um, continuous sort of fartlek run, so two minutes at half marathon pace, so around the, the 450, just under 450 sort of mark is what I'd like to target for the marathon, uh, for the half marathon. Um, so two minutes running at that, and then one minute um, recovery at running at six minute mile pace, and that was my, so that was it, and it was continuous then for six mile, um, and I did that on the lanks. Um, and it was quite it was quite hard going on the lanks. You think of the lanks being relatively flat at times, but it's it's rolling hills and. I was um, fine if you was, head if you tough. head towards Liverpool, you hit the wind. Yeah, yeah, it did yeah. It was it was with me when I was warming down on the way back. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
But it all those, and all those sessions, I try and do a three mile walk and a three mile cool down all night. So that gives me usually gives me around twelve miles for the session. Um, I'm, today's session looks looks like a tough one. Um, I'm using a lot of stuff from Scott Forbel's um, training diary um, inside a marathon. So a book I recently read. Um, and Scott's a, a two oh nine um, American marathon runner. Um, current, uh, current currently um, ran two two oh nine in Boston. What, 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 what happened to the other guys training you were using another I was guy. using Charlie Spedding's um, so I, I used that in the build up to this year's London which obviously was cancelled um, so now I've sort of learned that I learned what worked in that for me what maybe didn't work um, and now so now I'm sort of utilising that plan and then um, some of the stuff from Scott Forbel's book as well and I've sort of built it into um, a plan really that takes me all the way from, from this week it starts this week really um, and goes all the way till uh Till next April, when when hopefully we will have uh, the London Marathon. It's November, isn't it? Uh, well, there's there's one meant to be in October. October. Uh, but so. I'm not I'm not looking at that really. I'm I'm okay. kind of focused on uh, next year as well. Why are you not looking at that? Um, I think for me, uh, London in, in in October isn't really London. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an April race. It's a it's a Is spring it? marathon race, and I think uh, yeah, it just doesn't feel like London being in October, and I'm just. I'd rather go and do um, a half marathon round there if I was going to, you know, if the races are back on and stuff, I think I'd rather you do that and, and just focus on getting a nice solid block of training all the way through, really. You're against the cold weather? No, not really. Uh, <laughs> October's usually quite nice this start, okay. anyway. Okay, um, right. Listen, um, my mileage is down at uh, 50, but it's, it's less than that this uh, last week, just in the 40s. Um, First time I dropped down to low 40 actually last week, but it's it's around 50. The quality is certainly increased tenfold. The sessions are more difficult, you know, and I'm getting used to that. I'm an idea of pushing up. When would this winter, September, I think midway September, October, then the mileage is going to increase to potentially around 75, 70 to 80, I think, a week, and I'm going to hold that there. And that's the plan. The question I want to ask is... How on earth can you live a balanced life if you're running, as you are, um, 80 to 100 miles a week? What impact does that have on your life? And if you're working, which you are, and I'm working as well, but we're working, um, we're doing other things as well, you know, like, for example, being social, you know, maybe having a drink or going for a meal, a barbecue with friends. What impact does it have on you? I'll tell you how how it impacts me. Um... And this idea of that we should be potentially aiming, or should, shouldn't we all be aiming for living a balanced life? Because by living a balanced life, uh, when you um, when you were interacting with um, your friends, family, if you're living a balanced life, you will interact with them more progressively. You'll enjoy better encounters, and it'll benefit you as much as it benefits them but if you're unbalanced if you're living an unbalanced life and you flip out on relatives and friends um, you lose those friends potentially it can have all sorts of negative impacts which may be unseen so surely we should be aiming for, for a balanced life and I'm just asking a big question here is how you can run 100 miles a week and live a balanced life so I mean I mean, for me, it's, it's finding that sort of, it's ensuring that it's, you enjoy it, 
the, the second you don't enjoy it, that's where it then affects that balance, I always feel. Um, for example, uh, I've been having this discussion with Jade recently. Obviously, she's not doing that sort of mileage, but she's doing a lot of intense stuff, ready to race on the track. And she's feeling a little bit of the pressure now that this track race is coming. Obviously, she's racing this weekend, as I've said. Um, and so she's starting to feel like, oh, you know, everything's around this. And if the race doesn't go well, you know, she's she's restricting her diet. She's restrict. She's you know doing all this training, really intense, everything like that. Um, you know, she isn't going out, she isn't seeing people as much as maybe she wants to because she's trying to focus in and, and make sure she achieves what she wants to achieve. Um, and she, you know, it, it's putting that pressure on that she's losing the, the enjoyment a little bit. And I said to her, look, I said, the second you lose that enjoyment, um, you know, you stop, stop, you know, back off a little bit, go away, have a rest, you know, because I don't want her to at the moment because she has got a race this coming weekend. But, you know, I said, look, you know, try and think of it or try and turn the, the, the mental attitude around. I said, I said, to be fair, I said to her the other day, I said, look, you've got the opportunity to race. Not many people have the opportunity to race at the moment in, in our current world climate. Um, races are, are very limited. Um, you know, I said, look, you, you're in, you're in the best shape of her life she's, she's ever been in. I said, you know, try and think of those positives rather than the, the pre build that pressure and negativity around things. But um, yeah, when you're training, you are doing, you know, you are doing 100 mile weeks or you're doing 78 to 80 mile weeks, things like that. Um, I think the second you lose the enjoyment, that's where you need to um, take a little step back. And, and, and I do that quite regularly. Now in, in my running, if I get to a point where I'm, I'm feeling a little stale, um, a little, you know, a little lost with it, I'm not really enjoying going out there and doing it. I generally, I'll take a week where I, I do just back off and I'll just go and do some other stuff I'll, I'll sit and read for you know a couple of days and things or I'll <coughs> watch through some TV and films and stuff that, I, that I've missed and, and enjoy or whatever um, and just take a step back from the running and a couple of days or, you know even a week if you, you take the full week isn't going to affect your fitness much isn't going to and the chances are you'll actually during that week you'll you'll start to realize you know you'll miss a little bit of running you'll miss the endorphins that are released and things like that and you'll get out and you might just do a little easy runs but you'll tick yourself over um, and that just lets you find that little bit of balance where maybe you've you've started to go you know you're doing that intense all the time that you, you've started to lose sight of things a little bit and it, it just lets you pull back to reality a little bit maybe socialize with, with people a little more or something like that um, and just yeah get, get find that balance again um, and that's the way I always I always work with that to be fair um, and it's not something I used to do you know I used to be always really intense really battling really, really you know training through it all the time and maybe that's where I have taken some of these bigger breaks when I then have got to a point where I felt stale and I felt the loss of enjoyment and I've disappeared for you know a month or something like that instead um, whereas now I think if I actively decide no I'm going to take a couple of days rest or a couple of days easy I'm going to watch a bit more TV socialise a bit more read a bit more stuff like that just to you know refresh the body and refresh the mind and, and things like that and get back that balance yeah yeah I'm not sure you know bad races bad races you talk about that with Jade I mean I've, I've got this idea now um, that you can have bad races just at the acceptance of that's okay to have a bad race because you know there's going to be another race another opportunity so you don't have to put everything on that race, maybe, you know, over pressure. Um, that's what I'd say to Jade on that one, maybe. Oh, yeah. But in terms of the hundreds of miles that you're talking about, surely it's a sacrifice. You, are, you, are you really enjoying every minute of it? Because I don't think I am. Every minute of it. But that might be you. 
maybe that's maybe that's that's good if you can do that but then you're not because then you're stepping back from it so at times you must surely feel sort of like and, and I'd use the word sacrifice because um, you're of a certain age you're 28 I think yeah? mm-hmm. and um, you know you're, you're peaking uh, it doesn't happen very often it's you know it's a period within your lifetime where you, you can achieve maybe these fastest times um, and you've got to make a sacrifice I'd call it a sacrifice really um, and an idea that you're enjoying every minute of it I don't know if that's true or not really because you in the sessions it at the end of the sessions, it, it, it flows and it ebbs. At the end of the session, I would feel, yeah, I've achieved something. It was really tough that, like on Sunday, but I've, I've grown, I've moved a step forward to achieving faster times or whatever. No, but that's a sacrifice. Um, oh, yeah, I think to be, to be at the level that both yourself and, and I am um, training for and, and trying to achieve and things like that, it is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. Um, and can I just say add one, add one, sorry, one more thing? So when when I've made this sacrifice, um, I've gone out on a Sunday, and I've you know done whatever I've done. You know it could be a long run. So you get up early. You can't go out on the Saturday night. You you've organised to meet up with a couple of guys at eight a.m. You can't go out boozing the night before because you wouldn't get up. And if you did get up, you wouldn't be able to stick with them. So the sacrifice is there as well. It's the fact that you, you've cut yourself up from potentially, you know, going out, having a couple of beers, enjoying yourself. You've, you've, that's another sacrifice. And then you've gone into this morning, um, long run. I'm just talking about one, one particular session now. And you've gone out early in the morning and you've pushed yourself and you've done it. You've achieved the goal and you come home. And I, I quite often have this feeling now. Maybe it's because I'm a bit older than you. And I come home and I, <laughs> I lie down on the carpet I'm paralyzed and I'm like lying there and I'm thinking I can't do anything I can't do anything now I can't even read I can't sleep I can't do anything I'm just lying here paralyzed um, you know um, and, and, and then you, you, you talk about balance because this is the question I'm thinking well is that really balanced <laughs> um, and I, I, I recall you know speaking to some of the guys there's this lull in the day, which is nice to think about because if we realise that what happens is after you've done these early early morning sessions, there could be a lull. And professional athletes, you've mentioned Matthew, they would go and have a, a sleep. But you know, you might not be able to do that. You might be working. Yeah. You might not be able to lie down and have a, a lovely little sleep. Kipachogi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you've got to go and work, you know. Um and um, and then that fatigue builds and it builds and then you come and then you you know and it's very it's it's the balance thing and and I think ultimately what I'm trying to say is I suppose you've sacrificed balance because you're aiming for a goal which is it it's it's only achievable without balance does that maybe yeah I think yeah I think I think you're correct I think like you know you you are pushing. The extremes and stuff like that you 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 pushing um, what it is and I, I suppose it, it's also what you class as the balance because there's you know I, I think there's there's a balance within that you can get within the training and maybe that's what I was talking about before is you know I still feel I still have that freedom um, to go to work and, and work uh, you know perform at a, a high level while I'm in work and uh, you know that freedom then to to go out and 
you know, obviously not every weekend or everything, but you know, catch up for a coffee or go for a pint or something like that. Um, I still have that freedom and, and fit that in and, and things, but um, there is, yeah. You, you when, were you, when, when were you last in a pub? Uh, so, so, <laughs> Saturday. Oh, oh, ouch. Where was my invite? <laughs> it, was just me and, it was just me and Jade. I was we just went for a meal. Um, but, um, but no, you know, the, you find that sort of, you do, you find, you've got to find that balance within that lifestyle. Um, you know, it, it isn't, it isn't going to be for everyone and, 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 but that's, and that sacrifice is, is the sacrifice you decide, it's, you've decided to create that sacrifice. Again, it's, it's something I've said to Jade where she's saying she's feeling all this pressure and she's feeling this thing. And I said, well, you, I said, do you want to achieve those goals? Is that a goal you want to achieve? Because if it is, then, then you've, you've made that decision to, to sacrifice those things and do that. Um, if it's not, a, if it's, if it's, if it's not a goal you want, then, then fine, don't sacrifice those things. Enjoy that, that extra pizza or whatever and stuff like that. But if, you know, if, if you are, if you're deciding that goal of what you want, whether it's, you know, for Jade, the Paralympics, for, for you, you, you and myself, you know, um, to try and run these times and win these races and things like that, then, it, you know, we, we've decided on that sacrifice. We've decided a, we're willing to do that and, and that's what we want to do, achieve. It's a price worth paying. It is, that's it. And you've got to weigh it up as it is it. Um, and if it isn't, then obviously, but you, you know, you, you decide it's not, but uh, you for can't me keep, it is. I, you I can't keep changing is. your mind though, can you? You know, well you could do, but that's not going to No, you, no, you, you won't get achieve. the consistency on yeah. it, and then the consistency yeah. is, the, is the key, as we say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you've got to make your mind up, and you've got to work towards that, And but that's the sacrifice so you decide on. I suppose on my, next que- my next question for maybe another podcast, because I don't know how far we're in here, but uh, my next question would be, okay, we've accepted that there is... Um, an unbalance here. I, t- I tell you what, how I know this as well because sometimes I, I flip out on people, you know, yeah. and um, like family and stuff. And if like I can't help it, you know, I've got you know, like when I'm when I'm when I'm running, for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, on Sunday, um, two people had a go at me. From I don't know why it was yeah. me. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of them uh, called me a prick. <laughs> <laughs> And the other one told me, to, <laughs> told me to move out the way. Yeah. And I reacted. I couldn't help it. I reacted because it was all the pumped up, you know, what is it? What's that uh, chemical that's happening? What's going on? Adrenaline, yeah. the testosterone. Adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to, to be fair, I, I had a situation last Thursday, which is uncommon for me. And um, it, surprised Jade, it surprised Jade when she was with me. She was, she was on a bike alongside me while I was doing my session. Yeah. And we were going up the lanks and there was a turn off to the left from the lanks. And... Um, I turned and I saw a car was coming and it had its signal on, but I was I was during the middle of my effort, so yeah. I was I thought, well, he's seen me, he knows I'm looking working hard. I had me top off, everything like that, you know. Oh, yes. So I was I was full on <laughs> I was full on session mode. Do you know what I mean? Like I wasn't just someone out for a jog or anything. I was I was full on, you know, in the in the in the mode going yeah. for it. Um, and I thought, well, he's seen me, he knows I'm going. He's got to slow down for that turn anyway. I'm going to carry on. Anyway, the guy speeds up towards the bend. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I get, I'm on the road. I go to cross the road, and he's, he's sped up and trying to turn. And so he beeps his horn and shouts out. So I turn around and shout it back at him oh. and said, "Look, you've seen me, you know." So it's testosterone. Is that what? Yeah, it's the adrenaline and stuff like that. No, we've, 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 we've talked about it in obviously yeah, exactly. in races and things like that. You know, it's, it's the. It's, you've so, got to try and keep your cool. But then, it, then sometimes it, it's just you know, idiots in cars, isn't there? So, but then you know, it doesn't just happen for me. Even like. When I'm running, you know, you'd think I'd be happy, you know, because 
you know, you're en- you're enjoying every minute. So, but you tell me that it's a pack of lies. <laughs> <laughs> But um, then I go home, you know, and then, you know, it's the small things like, you know, the silly questions um, and I'll, I'll reply in kind, you know, and then things will kick off, you know, um, with family and stuff. So, um, but I, what I, what's happening here is because I think I'm living this unbalanced life. Um, my judgment isn't quite there because I'm, I'm you know. And I suppose that's a sacrifice. Everybody's going to pay, even even the people around me. Yeah, well, to be fair, I, 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 you know, I have the same thing sometimes. I think it's, I think it's an, it's an energy thing. Um, Yeah. I know, like, I know, like, if I've done so Sunday, Sunday, I run. uh, I've been doing sixteen miles in the morning with a couple of the lads. Yeah. I then nip back in the house. Yeah. uh, Swap my shoes. Uh, usually in the loo, and then I go straight back out the door again for another eight to ten miles with Jade. Right. So and then I go into and then I come home, shower, and go straight into work. So by the time I come back from work, that's crazy. I'm I'm wiped. I'm absolutely wiped out. Yeah. And you know we're sitting there, and if why don't you lie down on a mat? Well, I could do or something, but and I, don't, I just carry on. You know, but <laughs> but, I, but I, I'm so wiped out, and if like if if if, if you, Jade's you, full of energy and you, she's you, like asking me questions and stuff, like at the moment she's looking at wedding planning stuff and she's asking me questions oh, and stuff yeah, like that, God, that and I'm sat me. there like and I'm like. Yeah. You know, yeah, I look, but I've got yeah. I've got no energy for enthusiasm you, or anything. I'm just like yeah. I'm like a robot sort of just like a zombie sort of thing, just yeah. typing away looking at stuff for her or stuff like that. And if she's like, oh, why are you not excited? And I'm like, because I've just done twenty three yeah. miles yeah. on the back of. Do you uh, get Do you get like this seventy pain, mile this, or something? Yeah. Do you get like this pain, like sort of around the uh, the fore inside here, the, the forehead, sort of like this dull sort of pain, and it's like. It can only be re- released when when Jade walks out the door. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> we're all, is that is that a wrap? Yeah, we we get close it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we're fifty four minutes. Oh out. Jesus! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, you know, um, but no, I think it is to wrap up. To wrap up. Um, yeah. yeah, I think you do. You know. It's it's finding it's finding the balance within that situation. It's not the same balance as you would have in in everyday life because you you're living on the extremes of life. You're living on on you know on that sort of further edge. That Andy Burfoot book I've just brought around. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he was a yeah. bit of a, a nomad sort of character who lived on the extremes of life, both in his running and, and everything else. And that might you know uh, relate and maybe there'll be some. Things and I think what's happening, you see, this is really interesting because what's happening, you see, because Ambi perhaps recognises that. He is living this unbalanced life, and to live this unbalanced life, you've got to live like a um, a Spartan. Um, you've got to live very basic, you know, because yeah. the more things you add on top of what you've already got, you know, you've already you've already got no time. You've got no time. Yeah, yeah, so if you start, it. if you want to party, or if you want to uh, watch all sorts of cinema, and, and and you want to spend lots of time, you know, doing all these, you can't because you you've got to be sleeping really, I suppose, and you've got to be living this Spartan life. I went to cinema um, the other day, Batman. Uh, it was good. Jesus, man, you can't, you can't, <laughs> be, do, you can't be doing that. Told you, balance, found it. <laughs> <laughs> How was that experience, by the way? 
I, it was strange to be fair, but it there was, was nobody was, else in the. Uh, yeah, no, there was plenty of people in there. To oh, be yeah, fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I couldn't decide whether we were meant to be wearing masks or not wearing masks because I think fifty percent of people weren't, fifty percent weren't. No, so. what was the route? They must have told you before. No, you. no, there was no. You didn't know. They didn't, didn't tell you. I don't know. Yeah. some nice ice cream. It was good. Did they leave one place between it, or what was the rule? Or? Uh, no, there wasn't really. I thought there would be. I thought there'd be like aisles taped off, and it would be like. You know, this aisle yeah, okay, is okay. but there, there okay. wasn't. Uh, Maybe there weren't that many people. Maybe there, there wasn't. There wasn't. It wasn't that full, but it was. Yeah. You know, there was in. You know, yeah, yeah, normal, yeah. normal. So the, it, was a, it was the Batman film from ten years ago being reshown. You really? Know, yeah. It was a good. It was yeah, nice yeah. to see again. There was people in. So. Yeah, I don't know who played Batman that year. Uh, Christian Bale. It was Christian Bale. Okay, I, I don't know him, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you not got a TV. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah. We've got a podcast instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about that in more detail uh, um, and perhaps uh, more discussion on that. And, and people who are listening, if you've got any thoughts and feelings um, about how you achieve a balanced life, please write in to me um, and tell me how to do achieve that. <laughs> John Joe's uh, Agony Ant Colin will be out soon. Agony Ant Colin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've enjoyed that. I've enjoyed discussing those those ideas, but there's there's much more to uh, discuss on, on um, the effects, uh, the sacrifice on the one hand, the effects and how to combat the effects and minimise them perhaps as well. And by having maybe a nap, if you can, uh, during the day, and that second wind, I do feel a second wind, a lull, and recognising the lull, so you've gone for your long run, then you have this lull, this tiredness where you have it in the shop where maybe you lie down on your mat and then when you someone opens the door and you hear the bell, you jump up, you know. Um, but you have this lull and uh, realising that and how you... Um, once you recognise something, that's that's half the battle, isn't it? It's like a, you know, an alcoholic. You've got to recognise you've got a problem, haven't you? Yeah. Before you can, you can correct it uh, and admit it and put your hand up and a lot of people won't even make that first step. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, with that, you've been listening to Two Men on the Run.